You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Welcome to the Next Trek Podcast. Every week we break down the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery and give our thoughts on the final frontier. My name is Chris. And I'm Tyler. And uh, all right, so here we are, episode 13. Um, this was this is quite an interesting episode because it really does end a chapter, so to speak, in the season, doesn't it? It really does. It, and it's kind of, I don't know, I feel like it ends it early. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree I, with you. I thought this was the season finale. You know, I mean, like, I, it felt this that is way. what I predicted would be in the finale is them getting out and, you know, figuring yeah. all this out. What's interesting is this This feels like a something that, like, Game of Thrones does. Do you watch Game of Thrones by any chance? I am so behind, but yes. Okay. I mean, I've, I've read the books, as, you know, as far as they've come out and watched. When's the Red Wedding? What season is that? Is that three? That feels like three, yes. I think that's <laughs> So three. I'm yes. four years behind. I, I didn't feel oh, as bad man. when I was well, only, like, a year behind, but now I'm way behind. The reason why I'm bringing that up is because they always have, like, a penultimate episode. That's like, the true. episode before the season finale is always yeah. the one that has like all the, you know, they wrap up all the storylines and then they have one more that kind of sets up what is coming yeah. next season. So I feel like that might be what this is. Like this was the penultimate episode and, or it's not really though, cause we still have two episodes left, right. I think, but still, you know, this is like the, the resolution of a lot of stuff and now they're going to be setting up. Well, and so, you think next uh, week might just be a, a, a two parter, you know, it's, we're going to get almost right. all of the resolution and then we'll finally yeah. get there. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before we get into that, can I? So you and I started kind of chatting about this. This is something I was griping about on Twitter. Um, was it you that sent me the thing about like it's confirmed now? Uh, Stamets, yeah, Stamets is not the the chief engineer on the Star Trek Discovery or well, Star Trek so, yeah. on the ship Starship Discovery. Yeah. So I mean, tre- this is from TrekMovie.com, yeah. and they had this uh, Twitter, uh, whatever you call it, discussion. I guess yeah. thread. And one of the writers, many of the show runners, uh, I think, was discussing back and forth with somebody asking questions about the makeup of the officers on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what were you saying? They, 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 he said something about Stamets, right? That was what caught your eye the most, right? Yeah, something something about, you know, it's confirmed. Stamets is not the chief engineer aboard the, the Starship Discovery. And I... We haven't met um, them yet. We haven't met them yet. And we haven't met... Who else have we not met? Now let's let's go down our list of 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 standard <laughs> people of senior officers. We haven't met the doctor, even no. though we've met a doctor and spent a lot of time with him. We haven't right. met the engineer, although we've gotten the engineer who basically seems like he was responsible for the design of the entire ship and the special running of this project, and right. you know is in charge of whether or not the universe will collapse. And so he doesn't seem very important. You're right, and so he shouldn't be the chief engineer. Um, we did meet the chief of security, and she died five minutes after we met her because she's stupid. Um, and right. Although I love Mirror Landry, speaking of which, I think she's phenomenal. But uh, like, I like her way better than Prime Landry. Sure. Um, we haven't met. Well, there's probably not a ship's counselor, so we haven't. You know, I'm not going to meet her. So, uh, who else have we not met? Like, we don't know what most of the bridge crew does. Right. Well, we don't know most. I mean, I we guess we honestly, barely know their names. Like, right. Det- Detmer is the redhead one. Um, I had to look up today. I should have looked all of them up. But the the android lady, Arium, is her name. 
she which like somebody mutters under their breath at some point her name even though she's like sitting there buzzing on the bridge this whole time what's her role i don't know what her role is her role doesn't matter she's just well, there that's the question like are these like the lieutenants and the lieutenant commanders are these the the datas and the geordies and the you know uh, you know all, all, all those higher ranking officers that were you know the the uh tuvox and right. the, you know all those right. like so that that's the question the interesting thing is is that like have this been the night shift cuz it does right. seem like the that's the, what I'm the, saying. the big the big all the people that we're familiar with have been involved in all of the big decision making. Heavily involved. Like, significantly involved. Colbert is in charge of, once again, in char- first of all, should not, if he's not the only doctor on board, should never have been in charge of his partner's care. Like, and then, yes, Lorca pulls him off, but as a punishment, not as a matter of procedure. Um, yeah, but remember, Lorca now, everything that he has done needs to be looked under yeah, a microscope. He doesn't because- really know procedure. <laughs> Right, and that's the thing too. Is, I mean, that could just be a something he was doing to manipulate both yeah. Colber and Stamets. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, you guys can do this together. Right. This is not Starfleet regulation. The the medical off the chief medical officer telling him, and, yeah. and, and apparently like, I don't care. A, allowing a cadet to basically also run engineering is not is not uh, Starfleet. Well, again, like he may know about Captain Killy. You know what I mean? That's true. Like. So who knows? Who knows that? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like I this didn't is, think this about that actually. He he knows their mirror counterparts, so he kind of right. knows what their potential is. So and that's oh, what I'm saying. The people that he has that he has pulled together, uh, besides obviously, which is interesting. Besides Saru, yeah, who's actually feels, the first officer. Correct. So everybody else on that ship he could have been placed there because he is trying, he, he, he's familiar with their potential on the mirror side. True. Uh, we don't see a mirror Detmer. Uh, I don't think, um, or Reese Reese is the, I, again, I'm trying to figure out the, the names. I know they've like muttered them <laughs> slightly under their breath at some point in time. Right. But like Reese is the communications guy, I think. Uh, and then there's a, another guy who's also communications. So I don't really know what their but again, roles are. It, it, it's just, okay. So like lower, lower decks, right. From, from next generation. One of the best episodes of generate next generation is the, sure. the one where we see it all from like the ensigns, you know, perspective. Right. I agree. And, and that's what this series was touted as. And, right. and this is a, a gripe. I mean, again, this does not take away from the goodness of the series. This is a gripe. I, I will. This is a Tyler, like old man, Tyler griping about, you know, <laughs> the way Star Trek used to be. It, it's so funny. Right, right. Um, but, like, it wasn't like they didn't know who Riker was. Or, or like, like in those episodes, we still saw Riker or Troy or Geordi or whatever. And, and because he's the first officer. He's somewhat important. He's the engineer. Like, they work for these guys. But I will, I will again pose, though, that is help happening on a healthy Starfleet <laughs> yeah. vessel. So what this could very much well be is like you got a lot of senior officers who are very upset right now. They're just like hanging out in their quarters. Right, because Lorca is favoring this mutineer. Yeah. Because Lorca is working with this cadet and this crazy scientist and spending all of his time with them because he knows that they're the ones who are going to get him to the place that he wants to go. And he doesn't care about 
these other characters. So now may be the time that we get to meet these people because they've literally been locked in a closet for sure. the last six months. To we, we like pan over been. from Laurel's cell, like over to the next one. Like Scotty's sitting in there. He's just <laughs> right. been he's just been pissed this entire time. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm saying it right now. The, the chief engineer is Scotty. If it's not if it's not uh, uh, Stamets, it's Scotty, and he's just like drunk in no. his in his room drinking drinking scotch this whole time. <clears throat> he's not in the Enterprise it. yet. It's fine. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't <laughs> so. That would be so. Simon Pegg is just sitting there. That'd be so rough. That would be so rough. I don't know about that, man. But they could get Simon Pegg before they could get like Christopher Pine or Zachary Quinto, though. So I think it's fine. That's yeah. He'd be up for anything, right? He's he would. He's in Star Wars and he'll do whatever Star Trek and he'll, yeah, he'll be ever. Anyway, all right, all right. That's that's Tyler's gripe for the week. Uh, and uh, should this be a regular segment? Should be. Tyler's what gripe. Is, <laughs> what's grinding Tyler's gears this week? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like that or not. Well, but, you know, we'll see. All of our loyal listeners, just uh, you know, let us know the title of the segment and give us some theme music, and we'll do it. All right. Well, let's dive into episode thirteen. What's past is prologue. I'm living proof that fate. Is real. The strong and the capable will always rise. He does not control this ship. I do. Discovery is no longer Lorca's. She is ours. I'm responsible for forging my own path. We all are. Welcome home, Michael. All right, so will we start off... Uh, pretty quickly after the last episode ended where uh, Lorca is is kind of back you know trying to get in charge trying to overthrow Philippa Giorgio and she uh, or he finds his followers it, it almost felt like a very con moment where where Khan yeah. is reviving all of his his right. people yep totally yeah that that's a that's a very apt description yeah no doubt and and I I really liked it I, I like that we meet mirror Landry who I, yeah, this is all interesting, but again, like again, this is they've been now being tortured for like a year, yeah. year and a half or something like that, and they all seem a little bit like they're ready to I'm go. I'm good. I'm ready to rock and roll. I don't need any rest or like you know recovery. But okay, I guess because right. Lorca and and maybe these are I don't know if these are acting choices. I mean, they are acting choices, but I don't know if they were how intentional or directed they were for this. Sure, because Lorca is tormented for like what a few days you know yeah. on in the agonizer and he i mean jason isaacs really puts his all into that he's like twitching and shaking and um visibly in pain um, right when he's out of it and then landry gets out and she's like all right who do i have to kill you know right exactly i'm ready to rock let's yeah. do this so i wonder i wonder maybe his time in the in the prime universe uh softened him or something but they've been in it for two and a half years is that what i remember Two and a half years. I, you know, I don't know. That sounds right. I think you're correct on this, uh, but I don't. I don't remember the exact uh, the exact time frame. But it was it was definitely closer to years than it was weeks or months. Right. So they've they've been in here for a long time. <clears throat> for some for some reason, something is sticking in my mind, like like uh, two hundred days. But I don't think it's that short. I, I want to say it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, two and a half years. I don't know. Um, anyway, they, I mean, they were in there for, for quite a while and, and they're ready to go. Um, the first thing they do is seek out mirror Stamets and right. 
he's not what I expected, actually. What do, I mean, what did you think of Mir Stamets? I was pretty sure he's going to be just like a Nazi. Yeah, no, he he's much more the uh, not bumbling, but kind of like helpless um, sidekick to the villain. It almost yeah. seemed like the the snarling, like yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah. He, he, he did not seem like he could stand up on his own two feet. That he was very much a. Yeah. Uh, he was dependent upon whoever was in, in power. So if Giorgio was the one who's in power, that's the one he's going to be loyal to. If it's, uh, yeah. you know, whoever whoever has the, the power, that's where this Stamets is going to go. Right. And he has very little, you know, willpower of his own. He's yeah. weak. Yeah, he is. And, and kind of, kind of, sniveling and groveling a little bit i mean not not literally groveling but but like oh oh you you want me to uh what is it to um figure out how to how to stop the emergency transport oh i can do that you know he just right. yeah it's he's he's, he's, he's not he's as willing strong to please yeah yeah um which which whatever i i kind of i was kind of hoping he'd be more of an evil mastermind sort of working behind the scenes but right but i guess not yeah, he just seems to be uh, the master of everything, though. Like he is, he does seem more like an engineer. Like, yeah. That he's able to, you know, to to he knows all the code and he yeah. understands how the ship works and the defense systems and all that kind of stuff. He he kind of is able to to hack and uh, you know give Lorca the access that he needs in order to take over the ship. Yeah. Well, and so they they use him. They they do that, and he kind of starts using biological weapons on the crew of the Charon, and and uh, knocks everybody out, and and helps Lorca essentially take over the ship. It even seems like he's trying to lure uh, Giorgio to this one location so that they can set a trap for her. Right. Yeah. Which is he, he goes to uh, just like this hallway. Is that kind of where we're headed? Is this a random? Yeah. It- and she walks right into that. I'm sorry. Like, how do you, how do you get to be an emperor to, and walk by yourself in a hallway? Yeah, she's got backup behind her, but walk by yourself into a hallway. She was the first one in. Yeah, I guess she it wasn't knew there like, was a field, a force field there, maybe. But I yeah, I guess to show of power or yeah. whatever. It, maybe you could argue it's a cultural thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't. I there was a multi, multiple times during that little bit, and again, these are tiny little gripes. They don't take away from the overall thing. But I was like, guy. Giorgio, I'm sorry. You're the empress, like, or emperor. I'm sorry. Uh, you're not. You're just gonna like walk into this hallway, or you're gonna like the same kind of things when she's when she's fighting off the people at the end. She just stands openly where like a hundred guys are are blasting through her. There's like there's a pillar right there. You can you can hide behind it. But right. maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's that boldness of I am the emperor. I will hide behind nothing. Right. So uh, the discovery that is still trying to figure out how to get Burnham off the the Charon, um, Stamets, who is remarkably not mourning the death of his partner, uh, is kind of just like ready to go and give right up back his into it. Yeah, and and maybe it's just a, a case of like I I need to work. I, I need to not dwell on all of this. You know, on his emotions for a bit, and and, and maybe we'll see. In fact, I I really hope we. I think we need to see uh, a collapsed. Stamets, uh, you know, he, he gets to his quarters and kind of just collapses and, and uh, I don't need, you know, uh, uh, rivers of tears, but, but just the emotional weight needs to, needs to hit at some point that Colbert is dead. Yeah. Unless he knows something that we don't. True. I mean, obviously Colbert did say something about like, you know, nothing ever dies in right. here or whatever, I think was the, the line from a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. So 
perhaps he has an idea to get back to Colbert True. in some way. I don't know. Who knows? True. But yeah, you're right. You're right. We just um, don't know everything he does. So that's very true, and and maybe that'll be something that he explores later on. I and and that would be intriguing. I, I kind of hope they do that. Um, we we learn a little bit more about this gigantic ball of energy that is powering the um, the Charon, and it's this big ball of mycelial energy. Um, yep. And to me, it's uh, just since last week, I think we said this. It's just screaming to be blown up. Yeah, right? well, it's just a big red thing to shoot. <laughs> That's all this is. It's, it's a j- and it's literally the first thing they say, isn't it? I think like, yeah. hey, I think if we shoot a torpedo in it, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, what, what a dumb. This is just so. It's it is. It's even worse than the Death Star. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's a there's a it's, tube. There's that a leads... force field. Like it's it's barely a force field. Yeah. That's, yeah. With a trapdoor above it, and that was maybe <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> I, okay, when I we get there, we can talk it. about that. We can talk about that when we get there. Oh my gosh! Although uh, your point, your point is, is I think taken. This seems very marvelly to me, almost like big gigantic thing that has to get blown up. Big gigantic thing that will destroy all of the universes. Um, and, yep. And big gigantic yep. thing that is, you know, um, well, like we've gone from. I guess has Star Trek really ever done the universe will de- will be destroyed plots? Not I mean not s- big s- ones. Couple times. I mean, I think uh, doesn't like parallels deal with that. Doesn't um, uh, um, what's the last Next Generation episode? Oh, all uh, good things. Oh, that's true. I guess all, all good, good things, things when they're all like talking Every- about like, am I consume everything? Right? That's Isn't true. that what's happening there? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's a good question. I, I don't know if there's. It doesn't do it too often. You're right. And and I think maybe what's what's like put you 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 are right with those. I think what's putting the pin in it a little bit much is just the gigantic big ball of of energy. Sort of like in every Marvel movie lately, except for Thor, we we get gigantic blue beam shooting into the sky or or something right. like that. So um, Doctor Strange just, didn't do that though. Wonderfully, it that's was true. amazing. They how just Doctor yeah. Went Sorry inception. that. that Actually, I put my nerd glasses on. I'm sorry. About in, that. in issue 355 of, mm, of uh, mm. Doctor Strange. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and now back to the Star Trek podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so uh, all, all this to say, so what, what Mira Stamets is doing, though, is using this big ball of energy to suck all the power out of the mycelial network, which will make it collapse in on itself and, and then, you know, possibly just you know, like rip a hole in the fabric of time. I just don't understand this though, that like he, he knows this, he, they're still okay with the fact knowing that the entire universe is going to blow up. I think it's, does the, he not realize it? They, they mentioned that they think that they can like recharge the network or something like that before closing it. And oh, they you're just right. Yeah. 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 Briefly say that, but of course it's the mirror universe and, and they care way more about the power they can get versus safety. Right. You know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, the, they don't have seat belts or anything like that on the uh, the mirror nope. universe. No, no, uh, it's it's only the strong survive. That's, that's right. right. Once we kind of find out a lot of this information, Lorca, Lorca essentially announces that um, he's taken over, that he's basically won, taunting Giorgio to come and find him, which which we've we've sort of hinted at now, but you know they get to this showdown in this big corridor, and um, and it's a pretty good scene. I I really like the action in this episode. Yeah, so we're to believe that like Lorca has like an entire army. Is this correct? 
Like yeah. th- we, what we see is like a dozen people, but what we're supposed to think is that he's probably got hundreds that were in these, uh, these tubes That's and he what... let out and then he was able to take over the, the Chiron. Oh no. You know, it may have just been a few. And then they, because of the gases. They, that's right. Oh yeah. They, they used everybody it to died. wipe out a lot of forces. Yeah. Um, and, and I would assume that like her, her throne room is on a different air supply or whatever so that it didn't do it. Or he wanted to kill her himself. So he didn't just gas her. Right. Um, what I do like, and, and I did not notice this the first time I watched it when they meet in the corridor, you know, they're standing behind this, um, there's a force field between the two forces. So Giorgio's on one side and, and Lorca and Landry and Stamets is on the other with their basically red shirts on either side. And he calls her Pippa. He doesn't call her Philippa. He calls her Pippa. Right. And I was like, oh, th- it's just that nice little different touch of, of a relationship. Familiarity. Yeah. yeah. And even it's almost diminutive. You know, she's, she's not Philippa, the Empress. She's Pippa, like almost, speaking down to her a little oh, bit. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Use, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say using a nickname rather than the long, drawn-out, proper <sighs> name of the emperor. You know what I mean? Like, just right. the, not even... Not even the not even emperor, yeah. Or, or even her full name, like her Which, actual given name. I love... Did, did you see that thing I sent you on... There's a, there's a whole thing that the... I did. That the writer, Jordan Nardino, is... Um, uh, he went into his his thoughts behind the writing of her name, and just suffice it to say, you, should, you guys should all look up. I think it's at, at Jane Ardino at uh, on Twitter. Um, I, I re, we retweeted it through the Next Trek podcast, but he go he they make a connection back to Enterprise, which again I I'm loving that they even when there are nitpicky things that that they that I wish they didn't do like uniforms or whatever. I love that they are very purposefully trying to connect things to um, to other Trek. yeah. Yeah, they're they're aware of what has come before, which yeah. is which is encouraging to see, no yeah. doubt. And so we get we get Giorgio is connected back to Empress Hoshi, who we saw in Enterprise. And even though I mean, and and a lot of people, including myself, are like, oh, they better not make her her granddaughter because Giorgio is, uh, um, oh, what's oh my gosh, what's her name? Not Giorgio, Michelle Yao. Uh, Michelle Yao is is Malaysian Chinese, and and Hoshi is Japanese. So I was like, come on, please do not. You know, all Asians are the same. This this right. situation, but yeah, but she has the title Japonius, which is Latin for uh, for Japanese, as though she just took it at the very least. So they're not related, right. other than maybe by you know some marriage, it's possible. But like, um, but that that at least they acknowledge that somewhere along the line there was this Japanese emperor of the Terran Empire. Yeah, Hoshi, and it was awesome. That was cool. Anyway, yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah. No, I like it. I, I I did like how they decided to tag to to, to tie all that in. That's yeah. very good. And and it's one of those things you wouldn't, you know. I, in fact, I didn't know that that was the Latin name for for Japan or Japanese, and so I just didn't think about it. I I thought, well, I'll look that up later, and then it was a nice little Easter egg. That's cool. Um, so they they get into a big fight and. Uh, Stamets, oh, she beams away, which which makes everybody mad that she's able to have a sight to sight transport. Landry wants to kill Stamets, which is great. I kind of, I kind of wish that was a, th- a thread that they had played up a little bit more, but, um, well, they do kill him soon, so they yeah, can't, they can't play that up very much. Um, and then we get to Michael Burnham making contact with Discovery, and she makes her big revelation to the crew that Lorca is Mira Lorca. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and, and I think they take it 
they actually take it fairly well in stride. Um, I, th- I think for everybody, they were like, it started to make click and make <laughs> like, sense. Like, oh, oh that's oh, why he's crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the saddest thing for me about this whole revelation, I think, is that we will not get the triple thing that I've been hoping for since the I first know. episode. What a bummer. Right? What a bummer. It was right there. This is, you know, we have a Chekhov's triple situation. It was like sitting on the desk this whole time and, <laughs> I know. and we're never going to get you know, it are. to squeak. So maybe it'll still squeak. It just won't have the impact that we want it to. Um, again, we've, we've, so what, what happens next is we, we get this, we get the discussion of, of the way that they need to destroy the, the big orb to get them, you know, to reactivate the mycelial network, to get them home. Um, and, uh, Essentially, I'm I'm kind of kind of condensed this a little bit just because it's they take two scenes to do what we could really find out in, in about one. They're gonna blow up the big ball. It's going to send a shockwave through the mycelial network, and they're really hoping that they can ride that shockwave home. Right. Essentially, and fi- find a way to survive it. Yeah. Yeah. And the moment that they said that, I thought, awesome. They're gonna take us to this different time. They're gonna they're, we're gonna yeah. get to a, a fully different time. It's gonna be great, or we're gonna get discovery sliders like you were asking for. Yes. Alas, not so much. No, none of that happens. Yeah. Won't want. I know. Um, Such a missed missed opportunity. I think it's a miss. Yeah, and and I kept calling it a mistake when I was when I was talking about it or, or on Twitter or whatever. I don't think it's a mistake. I think it's just a missed opportunity. Um, right. But because I think once again it would solve all of our problems. You know, <laughs> any any of the those those nerdy continuity issues would just be gone if yeah. they go to a different time. So, or I oh, thought well. I thought that the the mycelial network would collapse, and that means hey, that's why we haven't um, seen it. Been able to use it, you know? Yeah, no, that it makes sense. But that's fine. The, Lorca and his men imper- go into the emperor's throne room. Yes, take oh. the sword. Yeah, and he. So he's got Stamets there, and yep. he threatens his life. Yeah, and they open up this do- this giant door in the floor that oh. you can look straight down into the whatever the mycelial core or whatever they're calling that thing, and they threaten to kick him down in there, right, Absolutely. to kill him. It it just clicked in my mind. Remember, Lorca is a Bond villain. I said right. this weeks ago. He has yeah. a trap door. I guess Giorgio yeah. had it, but still. He's standing with a Bond villain trap door over yeah. some horrible death, except he doesn't use it. Yeah, no, he doesn't use it. But he he says something along the lines yeah. of like this is you know this is this would be a poetic justice or whatever. Yeah. The reason why they're upset with him, by the way, is because they you know he wasn't able to stop Giorgio or to yeah. capture her, right? So they're just upset that he failed in his one thing right I, that he's supposed to do that and, and i think also just because of his shifting loyalties he says something right. about you know i can't trust you you know and uh and he doesn't and then Lorca doesn't like poetic justice so he just shoots him which hey you know or Lena shoots fun. him. she gets the she gets the the kill i, I was fine i was fine with it I, I kind of was like oh you couldn't it was right there you couldn't make him fall but but we get the, that. yeah they're setting yeah. it up they're setting it up for later in the in the episode which right. is great because then it's not just oh there's just a random door no they've shown <laughs> it to you previously in the yeah. episode you know there's a door here in this throne room that yeah. leads to 
the you know ball of death so yeah uh we're aware of it as an audience anyway so it can buy what happens at the end right a little bit better anyway yeah yeah that's true and and i i do like the idea that that as as giorgio is designing her her throne room she's like no i want a trap door over this big ball of death uh just so i can shove my enemies through it you know i'm saying like obviously there are multiple it's kind of like um the you know uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade mm-hmm. when you're trying to get to the uh, Holy Grail, uh, there's just a whole bunch of like things that are designed to kill you that's before true. you could get to the Emperor, right? That's so that's basically what I see this throne room as being. Like yeah. when she turns on all the traps, right, I'm sure true. there are more than that. There are probably guns and the, the 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 walls and spikes and you know all kinds of like crazy yeah. things you don't see. Trap door that leads to the death. Uh, uh, you know, ball, <laughs> and uh, you've got like uh, fidget spinners of doom Which I that love. can. So it's just you know you've got all kinds of options to murder whoever might try and come into that throne room uh, and and hurt you. Yeah, yeah, and and it, I I loved I love the whole idea. I I am I love Mira Giorgio. The more that I see her, the more I really like her. So it's uh, yeah, it, it, I liked seeing even even her change in. Um, her change in 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 direction in this episode, I think, is really really great. Um, speaking of which, so so Burnham Burnham is kind of going through the Charon's decks. Um, Lorca essentially just says, you know, hey, you you should you should stay here. You know your places with me. Um, we can. It basically is uh, Vader's speech to Luke. You know, we can right. rule you know, the join galaxy. me and we'll rule the galaxy. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Um, and uh, and we find out that this conversation is broadcast to the entire ship, um, yeah. not just to, to her. And and eventually Burnham gets to Giorgio um, in her sanctuary, which apparently nobody else has thought to look there, even though this is the first time Burnham has ever been there. And uh, Giorgio and she have, a, a, again, a really nice moment. And, and this time they can be honest with each other because the last time they were eating there together, uh, you know, Burnham was still lying about who she was. Right. So I... I I really like that. I like that she reveals, you know, in both of my universes, I've betrayed, or yeah, I've betrayed you in both of my universes. I, I won't let that happen again. Um, and she vows to stop Lorca in all of his plans. Yeah. And I think this this raises a question for me: where, why, why are we? Do we need to stop Lorca in the mirror universe? Yeah. No. There, there's there's really the only. I don't think Lorca needs stopping. I think it's more that um, they are trying to use this as a way potentially to get home. Sure. And also get, uh, I mean, because obviously it was a, just a few hours ago was go- trying to be a rescue mission. Right. Right. The Discovery was going to come back and try and uh, figure out, and they figured out that perhaps this Chiron with their giant ball of doom might actually explode and take them home right so now this is their probably best chance to get home and save the universe because right. it's also destroying the mycelial network that might tear all of the universe apart so i think that's kind of their main it's not necessarily they want to stop um Lorca. it's more that they need to stop this ball of doom from destroying the universe right and Lorca just so happens to be you know standing on it it very well could have just been Giorgio fighting against them yeah that's true or anyone. Um, one of <clears throat> one of the things I, I really liked 
that this episode and the last couple have done well. And, and I, I want to do a big rewatch at the end of the season and, and kind of see if, how they've peppered this around um, or peppered this throughout. I think that they've really been purposeful about about stating when they are following or living up to Starfleet ideals. Yeah. Well, I think, and again, like this is a, they're, they're trying to be very deliberate about yeah. that because they knew that the fans of, or the Trekkies would be aware of this. And, um, Oh, and we're still getting, I mean, just this week. Yeah. And again, I think you, uh, I, I sent something to you as well. I can't remember if you, if you had replied to them or not, but like somebody else was just like, Nope, not my Star Trek. Blah, blah, blah. This isn't Star Trek. Yeah. Good science fiction, not my Star Trek. And you're right. It isn't your Star Trek. And, and it, I was I was like that at first. I I am converted. I, this is not my Star Trek. This is not my father's Star Trek. This is not what I grew up right. with. But I think they're really aware of that. Um, well, but I think, and again, they want to. They're going there though. This, oh yeah, that's it's not the that they're point. aware. They're doing they, it. They want it. They want it. And according to you know what they're talking about on the uh, the after track um, episode this week. You know, the writer was talking or the showrunner was talking about the fact that they were very much aware that what they were doing was going to get folks very upset yeah. about, you know, start Starfleet ideals and all that kind of stuff not being represented in the show. And now they're able to say, OK, now we're going to reclaim those things now that right. we know that that's not who we want to be. How can we reclaim that when the leader of, you know, your your vessel is not doing it does not living up to your moral standard um what can you do you know what i mean what what does that look like what why you know what does the that this the ship look like that dysfunctioning relationship look like and now how can we fix it and make it you know make it better so i think that's powerful i think um that's it's a good message, um, and maybe a lot of people are maybe feeling that yeah. uh, in real life. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of you know. So, so there's there's just a lot of like parallels. I feel like they've been trying to draw here with that the, this this whole setup that they've they uh, they're they're drawing right now. So we'll see for, sh- for sure. And and even following that, I think you know, Saru they they have this big meeting in, in engineering and talking about um again with the chief engineer who's not there talking about how uh their big plan you know we're gonna, we're gonna blow this up oh no if we blow this up um we'll all die um so but we have to do it anyway the, the big thing is is that we 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 will not accept this no win scenario we will not um we, we, you know, we are not going to be under Lorca's thumb anymore essentially right. Saru Saru's seriously inspirational in this he's he, he, I mean, we've we only saw Giorgio for one episode, real Giorgio. Saru is the first Starfleet captain we've seen, like real one right. in this season, and I like it. No, I do too. Uh, yeah, and and in his, you know, you know, the, his charge that Discovery is no longer Lorca's. Yeah, uh, is is a good. It's a good feeling of like, okay, we're going to restore what was taken away from us. Uh, yeah. And we realize that we're not living up to what we need to. Now we can. Let's yeah. do this. If you can. It was great. It was a great moment. Yeah. I, I really liked it. It's, it was a very, a very Kirkian speech. Not, not as, not as macho, but as, but very, uh, very James Kirk or, or maybe even Picard of just, he's going to inspire his people. And I like it. It is well known that my species has the ability to sense the coming of death. 
I do not sense it today. I may not have all the answers. However, I do know that I am surrounded by a team I trust. The finest a captain could ever hope to command. Lorca abused our idealism. And make no mistake, Discovery is no longer Lorca's. She is ours. And today will be her maiden voyage. We have a duty to perform, and we will not accept a no-win scenario. You have your orders? On your way. Again, after after this amazing inspirational speech that Sir gives, um, he basically everybody just gets to their stations and they are ready to basically ready to get this done. We are going to we're gonna be very starfleet. We are gonna get home. We're going to it's it's almost it's very Voyager. We're gonna get home. We're gonna save the universe, and right. we are going to be Starfleet as we do it. Um, we're not doing things Lorca's way anymore, and it worked really well. Uh, Lorca, speaking of Lorca, is again now in control, and I and I love, I love the line, the exchange that he has with with Landry. He says, "I was just thinking about everyone who has ever said that the victory felt empty when it was attained." What a bunch of idiots they were! As he as he stands on on her her throne stands room in the throne. Yeah, oh, I loved it. Um, and then Burnham and and uh, Giorgio walk right in. Yeah, which was surprising. I wasn't expecting this moment to happen. That w- they had, you know, basically been baiting mm-hmm. Michael the entire time. Very, um, we already mentioned this, but very diehard like, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Michael Burnham is in the Jeffries tubes. She's, you know, she. There's a moment when she sends a, a false signal. Yep. Uh, to uh, get the security officer to come there rather than come to the wrong spot. To, yeah, which happens in Die Hard. You know, he yep. sets up in Die Hard. I think the uh, the walkie talkie he does that in Die Hard. And yep. does so like there's always there there's so many of these moments where she is evading them, uh, and then um, just like in Die Hard, just kind of yep. shows right up right to the, uh, the the main guy head on. So that was really surprising to me that like. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. What is their plan here? I don't understand what they're gonna do. <laughs> well, and and it's so obviously some kind of a trap. And and I I right. love the, their dialogue. Her dialogue with Lorca. He's like, okay, let's get this out of the way. You're not just offering. I already have her. She's right in front of me. You know, it's being right. the emperor. What what's actually happening here? Uh, I like the little chess game that they play. Right, they're trying to figure each other out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they knew that they're not. That neither one of them are idiots. No. And and then she offers herself, which is that was surprising. Once again, you know, obviously that's not what she really means. But again, um, you know, she does it, and and I, it's one of those things. I wonder what would have happened if if Lorca had just you know vaporized uh, Giorgio right there, and it's like, all right, cool, you're with me which now. Which is kind of what I was expecting. I was too. I, I yeah. really was surprised. Um, not disappointed that, you know, I was, I was not disappointed that they go, there's an all out fight, um, kind of mirroring the last one that Giorgio and she had together on the Klingon ship. Um, you know, and it's a great fight. It's a, the action in this episode is really, really cool. Yeah, it's good. It is good. Um, and, and as, as they're fighting, uh, Landry and, and Burnham are fighting. I mean, it's this huge, gigantic, frenetic battle in, in Georgia. We get to see some of Michelle Yeoh's martial arts, which is awesome to see. 
and uh, Landry and, and Michael Burnham are fighting, and Lorca just freaking cuts her in half. Like, not literally in half, but he just, like, swipes her. He just, he, yeah. she and Burnham are fighting, and he's, there is no love lost between Lorca and Landry. He is just, she is in the way. Well, I think more that she, he didn't want her to hurt Michael Burnham. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, though. Like, well, in fact, they were talking after Trek. He was originally supposed to stab through Landry to, yes. to get to Michael Burnham, but they cut that out. And and I guess in doing that, it makes it more ambiguous. It's, it, was he saving her? Was he saving – literally yeah. saving her life? Yeah. Yes. I, I think he would do anything to protect her, even though she hates him. Yeah. Even though she, he knows that she wants to end him by right. any means necessary, right. he still thinks he can persuade her to join him. He still has that blurred line between the real, his Michael Burnham and her. Well, yeah, like, totally. Well, I think, may I don't know. Like, he feels like he can use his persuasive power yeah. or his ability to manipulate yeah. to get her to join him right. if he just has the right you know pieces in, in order you know just, just have the right things he, he can get her to join him yeah so yeah i think he's self-deceived in that way no doubt and that's ultimately his downfall they they have a, a cool little you know hand-to-hand combat for a little while um she doesn't she just says i will not kill you now once again very very clearly stating she is starfleet we she even says, we would have helped you get home if you had asked. We would have found a way to get you back to your universe. Right. Yes. Basically, you know, trying to say, you know, we would have helped you. We would have been, I mean, I can't possibly think that's true, but maybe, maybe, maybe they're that nice. They they would have done something. Yeah, I, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have given him a ship and said, hey, experiment with mycelial, whatever. But they would have said, hey, you know, let's maybe work with some scientists and figure out what happened. And he gets there, by the way, they mentioned this earlier, got there the exact same way that the enterprise crew gets there in mirror, mirror through this ion right. storm, um, which apparently, you know, nobody has figured out just beam through an ion storm. Like in the, in later on, like whenever somebody f- like finds the on ion storm, they're not like, Oh, let's go to the mirror universe for a second. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> why would we ever do that? Tyler? Why, why would that be a good idea? Cause you get to see bearded Spock and it's cool. <clears throat> okay. I just think it in this opportunity. Sure. <laughs> Worst uh, opportunity ever. Bad vacation. Terrible. Yes. Vacation. Hashtag <laughs> terrible vacations.com. Oh. Uh, so anyway, so as they get through this, they have this fight, this hand to hand combat thing. And, and Burnham says, you know, that I won't kill you now. That's not who Starfleet is. But right. Giorgio, as we know, is not Starfleet. And she stabs no. him straight through. St- that was so cool. Though. It was great. I love it. was it. not. Honestly, I was not expecting Lorca to die. I expected Burnham to take him back with her and he's going to, you know, stand trial or whatever. And, and, you know, he's going to be the, I think I said this last week, he's going to be the Baltar to, um, to the discovery. He's going to be, you know, always mustache twirling and, and conniving. So he's dead. Hang on. Wait, wait, let's just walk through this. So sword through the chest, right? And then that door opens again at the bottom. And they kick him down into the mycelial uh, uh, death sphere. <laughs> and as he's falling, he like disintegrates. Be- beams away? No, 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 no. I, although there was a weird noise. I will say there was a weird sound effect. I'm going to say he beamed away. Yeah. I, I, I am I 90% so. sure that 
there was another ship that they just didn't see and he was beamed away just like tyler was beamed away uh a couple episodes ago this is my new theory (laughs) to uh, next season we're gonna see him come back through this ion storm and uh come back for revenge against uh emperor georgiou i i desperately hope that that's true i I just it's true reading off now we know we cannot trust anything that jason isaac says or matt myra or any of the the discovery crew but just they're all liars they're all liars for posterity's sake matt myra host of after trek says uh is anyone ever dead dead in star trek and Jason Isaacs replies to him and says, yes, yes, me, me. I've kicked the bucket. I've shuffled off my mortal coil, run down the curtain, and joined the bleeding choir invisible. I am an ex-captain. Uh, captain's costume for sale. Size extra small. Fits bloody nobody. <laughs> when, where, where, where was this? That was, where was this on list? Twitter. Jason Isaacs posted oh, that okay. this morning. Um, and I okay. and I loved it. I, I But now, all that to say, he has been lying to us to our faces for months now. So, <laughs> so, uh, to say, so like, like, I just, I don't buy it. Yeah. It's just too obvious that. Yeah. yeah. But this would require that they go back to the mirror universe. Although if we get kind of like deep space nine did, or he comes back, that's true. Yes. Like deep space nine did. They had a mirror universe almost every season, except for like the first couple, but like starting in three or four, they went to the mirror universe every year. I mean, but come on. Imagine how cool it would have been. Right. If oh, totally. There was a, there was an episode where Harry Mudd is like doing all this crazy stuff, and somehow he knows like intimate knowledge of discovery, and it's yep. really strange how is this happening. And then he finally gets Michael Bur- like he beams away with Michael Burnham on his ship, and he's she's like, "How do you know all this stuff?" And then right there in the shadows is like uh, a really weak Lorca. Hello, that'd be Michael. Sweet. Dun dun dun! You know what I mean? Come That'd on! Awesome. That'd be awesome. I I am down. I I really hope that that happens. I I it is very sad to me that that Lorca is you know possibly no longer going to be on the show. So, well, I don't think he's going to be on the he show. He will not for be a regular. Any, no, 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 no. But it, it's he was for all of his badness. You know, he's been an awesome character. You know, he's been a great villain. Yeah. He, he is the villain. I mean, this is the reason why my wife did not like the show, is Lorca's character was not the ideals that were supposed to be set forth in a Star Trek franchise. And he's this not, and there's not, a reason. And there's know? a reason. That's it. why it's so it's good. That, that That's the whole thing, is that now what's great about this show is now it's the realization that this crew has, that they have been living yep. under... A, a horribly twisted individual a, a guy who and, wanted to be an emperor right who would do anything to you know f- fulfill his need yep and like how can we how can we pick up those pieces and rebuild and create a healthy place to you know to, to do what we've been called to do in, in, this, right. in this universe i think that's a wonderful place for a story to go and it and really I'm hoping, is yeah and, and that's why Saru's that speech of Saru's is so good and so yes. well timed because we we finally get the Starfleet we've been looking for. You know, we we get Amen. The, and and a good like Kobayashi Maru reference to boot. I mean, it's it's yeah, great. it's true. It's, yeah, it's no solid. win scenarios and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, bringing it all all together, so there uh, he Giorgio kills her and then him, or, sorry, him. Boo, yeah, kills him, kills uh, Lorca and Michael Burnham 
uh, contacts the Discovery just as Lorca's remaining troops are storming the throne room, and and Giorgio basically says, "I'll buy you time. Um, get out of here. I'll buy you time." Yeah, I'll, I'll defend defend the uh, defend you. And and then you know, so she's she's having this firefight once again, standing right out in the open. She's not. I don't know how she got to become emperor. I'm gonna assume she just poisoned her way up to the top because she is a not a good tactician. Um, no, good no martial way. artist. But stands behind no pillars, no desks, no nothing <laughs> in the open. Um, and I love the moment. And, and you see what's going through Sonequa Martin-Green's head, you know, through Burnham's head as she contacts the Discovery who's, ba- who's been waiting for her so they can get a lock on her um, to transport her off. Um, she, she opens up her communicator and at the at this, uh, last moment she bolts for Giorgio and grabs her and beams her off the chair and did you at all see that coming that she was going to beam Giorgio off no not even slightly I didn't no I look she's built up as she she is a cold-blooded killer I'm sorry that like okay if sure Emperor Giorgio could be cool no I don't think so she literally in cold blood murdered like six or seven people right in front of of her of her my, most loyal lords yeah I, I i don't you know what i mean like i don't i can't imagine that these people in the mirror universe are bad but the the leader has to be the worst of the worst yeah. and I did, that was the thing that doesn't doesn't really make any sense to me like her her twist her turn of character to michael did not make any sense to me like See, it felt a little too like heavy-handed like oh i'm reformed now do you See, know what I, I mean? I think, and I, I think that, I don't think she ever reformed. I really don't believe that. I think it's more of just they have she get she gained a respect. She realized you know she's not her Michael. She even says you know for a second I thought I had you had her back, um, but she's she is aware right. that that she's not. But that doesn't mean she's fully reformed. It's 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 weird because I expected I like we just said I expected her to bring Lorca back with him. Uh, with her right. and, and then Lorca is going to basically continue what he was doing under you know but not in the same role help him win the war that's obviously where Giorgio is going to go right like Giorgio is going to help them to well, is Giorgio going to be a is Michelle Yeoh going to be a regular on Discovery now like is she going to be a part of the crew see I predict she's going to die by the end of the season she's got to but uh, yeah. but maybe I I would love it I mean that what a what a weird bait and switch right where where <laughs> no one knew she was going to die. I mean, we, we, we sort of predicted it, but, but no one knew for sure. She was billed basically as a series regular at the very beginning. So was Jason Isaacs. And now she died in the first, second episode. And now she might be a regular. I, I don't know. I, I think she's got to die by the end of the season. That's my prediction. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Like Michael Burnham's like, captain death count is, is just keeps climbing up. Doesn't but it? But she like, keeps getting weird, like retries <laughs> for all these, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's true. It's true. So if she kills like uh, Philippa twice, you know, if that Gosh. happens again, and then if, you know, obviously uh, Lorca is down, it just seems or so funny. He, like, oh, I, she I bet, if she kills Saru, we're done. I quit. <laughs> Yeah, I think she's cursed at that point. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, at that point, she, they just give her the death penalty. Don't, don't yeah. sentence her to We're life. done. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they, they get back on there, and, and right as that happens, uh, Stamets uh, you know, has plugged himself back into the spore drive, and they are going to fly away home through the big ball of energy that somehow – okay, somehow they fly through 
the ball of mycelial death. They fly through it. Yes. After after shooting quote, uh, photon torpedoes at it. Yes. This thing that if it explodes, they're not sure if it will destroy them. Yes. But they fly through it. Like, it did I miss really, see something? It was really goofy, man. Right I was it. like, where are they going? I was like, why don't they like, like, sh- like get a running start? And like, sh- don't they have like on After the back? Torpedoes? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like why don't, why don't they the like? Wave. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand any of the physics of what had happened. I was they like, are wait, still what? flying based on mushrooms. There's no physics that works no. in all of this. That's right. That's right. Stemmet is high right now. He doesn't care. He's that, and maybe that's you know that's how he's dealing with with his partner's death. He's just he's shooting he's up just again. Getting high. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was a cool again, very cool effect. I I like the fighting in this episode, and I like the effects in this episode. They they've done a good job. Um, as he's plugged in, they're flying through the mycelial network. Um, we see lots of branching off of of different potential pathways that they have. That's kind of neat. Um, yeah, and and of course he starts to get lost, but he remembers what Culper had said and and um, go back to the music, listen to the music. To me, okay, so so see if you can help me figure this out because to me that made it seem like he's just like he can he's able to just focus in on their universe based on the opera that he had been listening to. I think it's whatever he's grounded on. I'm sure what happens is that, like, as he goes in, like, there's just so many options, you become overwhelmed really quick, and that's the focus. That's he's the, just trying to focus ability. on the path. It's the ability yet to focus and to see, you know, the the, the what is it? The clearing, the the, the they clearing in the forest. Yeah, the yeah. clearing in the forest, and and to find that path uh, that is predefined. It can be very easy to get lost in the forest. Yeah. I think so. It's just more like his ability to stay focused and to just to see what is obvious the signs that are right in front of him yeah so that's what it seemed like to me anyway and yeah i'll take it i i, I think that yeah I, th- I think that that works and uh i liked it i this whole you know they, they made a huge deal about um well we haven't um you know we haven't seen the last of of Colbert and stamets uh you know it seems like this seems like a very good wrapping up point however for all of the for all they've touted of we haven't seen the last of them yet i'm gonna assume that the next two episodes will somehow deal with getting culber back um or or attempting to um yeah i'm I'm just interested to see where stamets goes with this yeah i am too it is going to be an interesting couple of episodes to see where we're going yeah we so uh, yeah where are we going so we we go back where do we, we yeah we, we get back we get um Upward flying sparks, which is kind of neat. Uh, sparks yeah, that, that are going cool. back into the ceiling. Uh, they they get back and there's this weird green spore that lands on Tilly's shoulder. So I'm. Um, that was so strange. And they focused way too long on that. That is not. I, I don't think that that was just like a let's let's you know see the beauty of this whole thing. I that's something. I, I don't know what. No predictions, well, but that's something. Yeah, totally. I have no idea what it is, but it is. They will come back. So I was really sure that they had confirmed, you know, the theory of uh, that we had had of of jumping way into the future. You know, Stamets gets onto the to the bridge. He says, "Hey, you know, Captain Saru, we have we're back in our own Alpha Quadrant. This is really wonderful. Uh, we've overshot. We've overshot our 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 date." And I was like, "Yes, two hundred years in the future. This is awesome. We're like way out of it. This is whole new territory. No problem." Yeah. 
we've overshot by nine months. Oh, nine months. <laughs> Nothing. But it is it is pretty cool though because they, he he says that and then he says so I need to know exactly how the war is going. If yeah. And that's kind of devastating. They bring bring up the map and we see the Klingons pretty much have decimated. Yeah, the it, Alpha Quadrant, which is weird. So yeah, they show up the map, and there's there's only Klingon symbols essentially on this this map. And then we get in the preview of next week's episode. It's um we meet uh, uh, Commodore. L- oh, lost her name. Cornwell is that Cornwell? About? Thank you. Gosh, isn't it just Admiral Cornwell? Oh, she's an Admiral. Sorry, I'm watching too much old Star Trek right now. Uh, too much original <laughs> series. They're all Commodores. Uh, yeah. No worries. I, I was trying to think Commodore. I thought you were talking about like the 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 African American dude that he talked to. I was like, I don't remember seeing any other. Yeah, it was it was Cornwell. Yep. Yeah. So so Cornwell's back, which is sweet. Uh, love her character. I'm really pumped about that. Uh, but we uh, with Sarek, doesn't he be on along? Along with her. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about the end. Of, oh no, that's right. That's right. That, that, that's in the next time on. That's that next was time. All, that was yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, so really, it ends with dun dun dun. You know, the it looks like the Klingons have won the war. Yes. But so in next week's episode, it looks like they say something like, "There's only been," or the Klingons have have taken twenty percent of Federation territory. That map was not twenty percent of Federation territory. That right. was all of it. Well, you know, maybe it's just the battle lines and we're not seeing the whole thing. Right. I was going to say that may just have been where they were in the sector. I don't know. Well, I'm sure they'll show us next week how yeah. that worked. Because, I mean, obviously they couldn't have made that big of a mistake. They know what they're doing. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, and and we see, you know, they, they like messing with us. So I'm I'm. Oh, yeah. No, they certainly do. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess. What are your predictions? Let's just let's do this and let's let's wrap it up. What are your predictions? What are the next two episodes gonna gonna give us? Well, I think obviously it's so. What we haven't seen in the last two episodes really are anything, or even this episode specifically. And oh, you mentioned zero. This, yeah, is Laurel Tyler stuff. Yep. None. So obviously, I think Laurel and Tyler are going to pay a, play a huge role. In the uh, the pulling back of the Klingons, yeah, and they're going to find some sort of a uh, middle ground to be able to stop the war, right? Because of what Laurel and Tyler bring, yeah. the understanding as well as the willingness to work. So I, I I I feel like that's where we're going here. Is that obviously there's going to be a couple skirmishes, Klingons, and then there'll be a realization by Laurel, and then. Perhaps we can like figure out a way to, I don't know, who knows, like forge peace or at least a, a treaty to stop to stop the war. You think that the the war will effectively end with this season? Uh, I don't know. I think the plan will be in place to end sure. the war, even if it's I, not, I, papers aren't signed. Yeah, I have a feeling you know something along the lines of. Very similar to what happened in Deep Space Nine, which would be mm. like uh, they, Laurel and Tyler and maybe Michael and someone else are going to go behind enemy lines oh. to try and meet, you know, you know, incognito with some of the leaders of the Klingon Empire. That would be cool. And try and, you know what I mean? Like, so they're going to yeah. be doing their like cloak and dagger stuff, trying to forge peace that way while Saru and the rest of Discovery are doing their thing on the front lines of like, 
you know, warp, not warping. What do they call it? Um, sporing. <laughs> jumping. Sporing. I don't know. Whatever it's called, you know, yeah. jumping. There we go. Jumping really quick, sure. you know, into different places. And so, I don't know. We'll see. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be like Laurel being willing finally to forge peace rather than, uh, you know, want war. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I would really hope that that's where that goes to. I, um, we, we won't... And again, I'm so I'm rewatching through the original series right now and, and writing about it. And I think so. Actually, the next episode that I need to watch and write about is Errand of Mercy, which is the first Klingon episode of, of the original series. And it reminded me. I'm really interested to watch that just with with Discovery in in the back of my mind, because right. that's the Organian peace treaty. That's the actual real peace treaty that ends full aggression between the Klingon Empire. Like they're not in full war during the original series, but it's almost like a cold war that's that's right. going on. And so I wonder, in fact, I, I, I swear that they've mentioned Organia or something like that in discovery, but I, I, I don't know if that's true. Um, uh, or maybe it was just that, that weird. Oh, it was the weird vapor planet. That's what made me think of, of the Organians a little bit. Cause they're just big balls of light. Um, gotcha. And so, so you're the chronology expert. <laughs> Where does nine months from where they jumped put us in the prime timeline? It's going to give us, it's going to only bring us nine years, nine years, nine, I was right, nine years before Kirk gets on the Enterprise. Is where All right. Going. So who knows? So it could be anything then is, is what you're telling me. There's no significance to nine months, no significance in the trick verse. Somebody could have had there. a baby. That's where we could have been. That's, that is certainly, yeah. ooh, who could have had a baby? Hmm. Oh boy, here we go, Cornwell. I, I was just thinking, I was like, because <laughs> yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah, no, totally, yeah, no. Yeah. no uh, Harry one? Mud and Stella could have uh, oh, could have had a baby. You know, yeah. we could have totally. a little mud running around. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, but, I, with all of that, need, yeah. Do we need to add anything else? I mean, what, what do we think? What where where do you think we're headed? I, you asked me. What do you I think? Generally, I think I generally agree with you. I I think. They, they have two big choices. I think they end it at the end of this, um, which I feel like they, they already seemed to have ended it when they killed off the Klingon leadership um, before, right right as they were jumping into the mirror universe. But obviously that didn't end the war. So either you know the, the Klingons are going to be super fractured and, and all over the place and, and leaderless, um, you know, and, and so they the war is harder to defeat or uh, to, to win than ever. Um, or, or we're going to wrap it up and we have a new single season storyline for the next one. You know, do we have right. the Romulans? Do we have something else going on? Um, hmm. I, I kind of hope they take it really, first of all, I, I really wish that they would just go full anthology and we just get a completely different timeline, but they, they won't do that. But I, I think I'm. I think I, I really hope that they will take a completely different storyline um, from the discovery. You know, they, they've recovered, they are a new ship, you know, Burnham has some kind of a permanent place on the ship. Um, maybe Saru is captain and we, we get some new thing that's going on. I really kind of hope that's where we go. So clean slate is what clean you're hoping for. That's what I'm, I, and, and I don't think we will know what that slate is, what that looks like. Uh, but I hope that everything is really wrapped up other than some personal stuff. I don't think Burnham will be all together, but she'll be on her way to be healed. Um, that's where I, th- I hope we go. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right. Sweet. 
Well, definitely let us know what you guys think. If you're listening to this right now, let us know uh, on uh, on social media, either on Facebook or on Twitter, right? Yep, we are at The Next Trek on Twitter, and just search for us, uh, The Next Trek Podcast on Facebook. I've been, nice. like, seriously good about posting on Facebook. You have. You should be so yeah. proud. Yeah. Well, that's good I times. feel like I die a little bit inside every time I post on Facebook, but that's okay. <laughs> that shouldn't... That shouldn't stop any of you, our loyal listeners, from from posting and interacting with us on Facebook or on Twitter. Yeah. And hey, also, if you're listening, do us a favor. Uh, if you can, go to iTunes and uh, give Absolutely. us a rating, like a five-star rating and subscribe. That would be really helpful. I know it's kind of annoying to hear people say that, but uh, it would be great to, uh, you know, to, to get some feedback from you guys. Let us know what you think. That would be awesome. Absolutely. All right, and as always, live long and prosper, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Bye.